ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a decent show. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's all right. It's, I don't gonna... know. We, we're playing it by ear. We're gonna play it by ear. You don't know if it's gonna be a great show or not. We're gonna wing it tonight. I'm just kidding. I mean, well, it's yeah. decent in the sense we got clothes on. <laughs> I think that's one way. It's decent can mean so many different things. I'm not gonna stand up right now. <laughs> no, I mean I'm that's your business. Up. I can't. I know I can't. Right so I'm not gonna stand up right now. But anyhow. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have an awesome show uh, with at least shirts on. My at name least. is Just Heck. <laughs> Where are you my from, name, Just Heck? My name is Just Heck, and I am from Just Another Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And with me is the illustrious, the beautiful, the talented, the shimmiest of all shimmies. Oh, me. I'm Cindy Lee, y'all. Cindy Lee, they and she. I just like to receive um, compliments. That's another episode about receiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am, huh? I like that you're utilizing the backgrounds now. Look, thank you. I know, know. I'm seeing it. You inspire me. You inspire me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no doubt. That and um, I was teaching young people in my art. I was like, oh, I'm here for the art, but it'll, mm-hmm. it'll be a different teachable moment. Um, <laughs> but yes, hi, y'all. Sex on Shuffle all day. Sex on Shuffle. And tonight, we're going to talk about college. Oh, we're we? going to talk about FAFSA, Pell Grants. No, we not. <laughs> no. Please, go it's look into the deck. Look, look into the debt collective and go read into uh student loan forgiveness. We're not talking about the sexiness of student loans and, and meal cards and read your read your paperwork. <laughs> Don't apply for that credit card that they try to give you. <laughs> no, don't really don't, don't do it. Oh my god, really for real. I got three grand and was like, <laughs> why did they Easy. give? Why did they give a 19-year-old eight uh, $3,000? I never... mean, that's what got me to Black College Weekend. So, you know, it comes. The goods and the, <laughs> the bad come together. Swipe, um, swipe, right. Swipe, so, swipe, swipe, Cheddar swipe. Biscuits. You get Cheddar Biscuits. <laughs> you get Cheddar Biscuits. Everybody gets Cheddar Everybody. Biscuits. Even if you're lactose intolerant. I got the lactate pills on deck for you. sit that shit in front of you. <laughs> Let it breathe. That's it. <laughs> you ain't got to eat it. Just let it sit there. I I Simmer. put that there. I made there that you happen. Go. That's right. <laughs> Bubble guts from Hector. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the college days and our memories, our fond memories of of uh, classes and and parties and whatever else that pop, pops into mind. Cindy, mm. what, what was your, what, when did you know you wanted to go to college? Shit. I will say that I don't know where that came from. I got to talk to my therapist about that. But like, I was like 14 going to college open houses. So I'm sure that's low key, like, get me the fuck out of my house. Let me find a way. Mm. Um, 
because I remember the people would be like, oh, no, no, you're, it's too soon for you. Like, we're trying to talk to seniors. <laughs> but that was always the thing. Like, that was always the progression. Like, that's the thing that you do next. Mm-hmm. If you want to do anything. I didn't know what anything meant, but I knew that's what I got to do after. That's what's going to get me out the house. Um, and that's what's going to get me closer to to sex, whatever sex was, because I was interested in sex back then, but I didn't know what to do with that. Gotcha. What about you? Uh, I think it was always an idea. Mm. And the, the reality of when, when graduating from high school became so like all of it just like high like graduating high school was just like I just did it like it wasn't mm-hmm. you know like it was this thing like you know but in realization and looking back um no one in my family ever graduated high school mm-hmm. yeah not in my immediate family like my yeah. mom I think got her GED mm. um they you know my dad got his college degree in jail but mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I was the first to graduate in the house that I was living in particularly I was the first to graduate mm. and didn't really realize that that was like a big thing I just thought like these are just things that I gotta do right um and so college kind of followed mm. um I was I was in foster care at the time mm-hmm. so I would go to independent living classes because yeah. that's like when they're about to eject you <laughs> like okay 18 you know you may be out whatever yeah. you know um so I, I remember this lady just saying you know you should think about college and I was like okay and she started telling me all these stories about it and I was like mm-hmm. oh that seems dope um I had a chance to go to a couple of schools mm. um I want to say NYU was a choice at the time mm. that I really didn't want to go to because mm-hmm. like you, I would like you, but even more intense, I wanted to get out of New York. I wanted to change the scenery. Like I wanted to see what life was like outside. I knew I was in a, I knew I was in a box Yeah, and I had to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah like that was that was it NYU was a choice and I ended up I I wanted to go to uh University of Rhode Island Mm. but that ended up being too expensive Mm -hmm. um so foster care was going to pay for all of my tuition for NYU which Mm. with proper guidance I would have been an NYU graduate or at least an NYU attendee you know yeah, like, yeah that would have been on my transcript yeah um but it, it just didn't you know I I you know looking back like I no one really knew about yeah. college in my house or around me like everybody was just like oh shit you graduated high school like wow um and so um when I go when I look back like so I ended up at a small school called Hester College which was in New Hampshire Mm. Um, and I don't know how I ended up there. I think I got some like mail in the in the some mail from them, and I mm. was just like, "Screw it, let me apply." Yeah. And 
my my aunt and my uncle or my my mother's aunt and uncle took me up there um actually like took me to the school i got to like walk around the campus grounds and mm-hmm. you know we looked at like man you know at the time i'm looking at manchester like oh this is like some country bumpkin shit yeah no it wasn't when i got up and i was up there i was like mm-hmm. oh this is different but that's another story for <laughs> not gonna give you all the goods right then and there but but it ended up being it ended up being a really dope experience mm. um you know going picking that school uh probably wouldn't have been the best career choice but mm-hmm. you end up where you end up anyway right mm-hmm. so yeah so i think that's how that was the realization like it was like 16 17 mm-hmm. you know, i thought like okay like i'm a, and it wasn't like it wasn't like oh it was just like okay i'll just go yeah you know? and then you know they was telling me like social workers were telling me like their stories of when they were at like ithaca and, and stony brook and all yeah. these places and i'm thinking those are cool but i want to go even further out mm. i want to go out out and then i was just like okay and then, yeah that's how it happened yeah you know mm. That's funny because I think at first I wanted to go out, out, and I was looking at like the University of Miami Ooh. and Howard. Your, mom, your mom's from Florida, right? Your mom, your mom was staying down at the time, wasn't she? Or, um, no. she moved as soon as I finished my bachelor's. Like as soon as I was um, done, she was like, "Okay, I'm out," because <laughs> um, she got you know her yeah. little letter without too much detail <laughs> and she's been there ever since right um but when I realized because I don't know anything and I have no one to have a conversation with around those things mm-hmm. uh I think I started hanging out at the guidance counselor's office and getting a little more intel because that was the like the 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 chill spot um for a second. huh yeah guidance counselor I see. Well, here's the this, thing, this right? School was fancy. My school was in the suburbs. Like you forget, like <laughs> folks are like, um, my mom did whatever she needed to do to make yeah. sure I went to school in Long Island because in her head, that was gonna save me, right? She was very adamant. Like when I lived in Brooklyn, when I lived in Queens, she was like, she would find a way, even when we was living in like a two bedroom with like five or six of us right she was like please because in her head if I stayed anywhere else mm. I would I would not I would be in trouble right she was very uh, like something's gonna go down wow. uh, so we did have guidance counselors and I don't remember why I was starting to chill there a little bit more probably because I was writing poetry and one of the guidance counselors was in charge of the like the mm. poetry club um but I started recognizing the difference between what kind of financial aid I was going to receive if I stayed in state. Mm. Uh, and that was a factor because the schools that I liked were U Miami, was Howard, was NYU. And then I started looking at the tuition. Right. And like NYU at that time was like 40 something grand. Mm. Um, yeah, it's expensive. I- I was mad about NYU because the guidance counselor's office wanted me not to apply because they were like, you're not going to get in. That's not a safe bet. And I found out the day after the, the, like the seek deadline or the HEOP mm-hmm. deadline, right? Yeah, like yeah. the education opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. 
the day after the deadline, I found out that NYU had it. So I tried to like reach out to them. I'm like, oh, I didn't know y'all had this. Can I sign up? And they dubbed me. They were like, no. Because yeah. at that time, NYU was where I thought I was going to go get a sexuality degree. But my year was the year they stopped offering it or they said that they stopped offering because they had a, like a big sex program that was well known over there. Right. Um, but anyway, I did EOP at Stony Brook. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot so of So I did, um, I went, you know, Nobody knows nothing in my family. I think my sister know, knew a little bit because she went to school. She went to like uh, CW Post for a little bit. Oh, nice. uh, so I'm the second to graduate high school, but I'm the first to graduate college oh, nice. um, and to have like a, like a master's. Mm. So they would take me to the local, like Stony Brook was far to me, even though that was Long Island, yeah. it, felt far, it felt far. And it was one of the only schools I went that had housing. Because remember, I was like, I want to go away. It was either that or the College of New Rochelle because my English ah, teacher liked that yeah. college. Um, New Rochelle is lit. Right. Yeah, like yeah. A, a part of me was like, what would have happened if I would have went there? Pregnant. But at that time in my life, I didn't know it was an all-women's college. Pregnant. So when you I did, got there, I was like... got somebody pregnant. I mean, maybe. Maybe I would have came out earlier. Um, but I was really out of it. Like, it at lit. that time, well, see, there's layers, too. Because when mm. I was in looking for colleges I was also doing some unseemly things as a young person that's why I think it's funny about college because when I got to college right. I felt retired right oh, like okay. a lot of the people in my people this is their coming out like this is their yeah, opportunity yeah. to like wild out and party yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was tired by then yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah, 100%. I, we're we're all set i'll be like oh you don't know how to do this hold on let me let me help you and then go forth right like a lot of people had like their sexual debuts around me so i was really like here are some tips here's my number like let's let's find a way to be safe right here's two ride call two ride <laughs> right those kind of things there's a whistle blowing that's it yeah. right and the pleasure things too like Here's how you communicate how you feel. Here's how you can, you know, make sure he doesn't get up, right? Like his knees is wobbly. Like we would have different conversations <laughs> back in my day. Yeah. Oh, um, That's but I feel like I'm interested in our different experiences because even we're not that far apart in age, but I still think we have different experiences off the strength that we're a generation apart. We're five years. Yeah, apart. a little bit, right? Because yeah. I, I was in college when Facebook first came out, right? Like that's when social media, when Black Planet, yeah. when Mi Gente, like all those things. No, I was in the street. Right. I, I was. I was. Yeah, I was running around in those things. Right. Superpowers. So, I, yeah, I, I, there was no social media when when I was in college. So mm-hmm. everything was kind of like word of mouth or. Um, yeah. I, I I definitely agree. Like I, we definitely have a connection with getting to college and kind of having done a lot of things already. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of use college as a way to uh, lower my defense a little bit and and kind of mm, like okay. be be a kid. You know what mm. I mean? Like because up until that point, I was like I was on my own like I was you know and and 
and always having to be on point that that like raises you that grows you yeah. quicker and yeah. being 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 um being witness to different things mm-hmm. also grows you so you you kind of mm-hmm. like you know like i didn't know you know like I, there were certain things that as a kid i didn't know but i i knew how to like cook crack mm-hmm. i knew how to like yeah you know oh i knew like how to like clean a gun i yeah. knew how to i knew how to and that's not like gangster <laughs> stuff these are things that i was as a kid these are my uncles and, and yeah showing these things to a kid or not even really showing me because no one ever said yo come here but mm-hmm. they also not paying attention to me and i'm watching these things yeah um you know or like being out like i i, I was out in the street as a, at a young age so mm-hmm. like till late at night so all these things you know like these are things that are not normal for a child to go through and then mm-hmm. as a teenager you're just like okay and you know multiple things so when i got to college it was like i'm safe like I'm, mm. I, I can i can like kind of like be a kid yeah and i was you know like i was the youngest person in in the, in the clique that i hung out with because you mm. know you know you get to school you kind of figure out what clique you're gonna be in and yeah. first, you try like the test clique mm-hmm. so my test clique was the black kids from roxbury from mm. Mission Hill and from like Dorchester. Yeah. And I'm hanging out with them and I'm just like, this is shit, you know, they talking about stuff that is like, when I go back home, like this shit is like waiting for me there. And I was like, I don't, yeah. don't want to live this stuff right now. Like I want to go to like keg parties and and like, you know, like wake up next to a goat or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that what was <laughs> happening? No, no, no. Do you no, have a hangover? No. Well, well, Not a goat. No, no, no. But there was some funny stories. Mm. I got a couple. I got a couple mm. I can share. Um, but like I wanted to like have those experiences, you mm-hmm. know. So I ended up, that's how I linked up with one of my best friends, Owen. Mm. Um, shout out oh, to wow. Owen, O O Headley mm-hmm. Fitness on Instagram. Check him out. Um, <laughs> he didn't always look like that, y'all. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah, he, he definitely turned it around. He, he looks great now. But back then, we did a lot of drinking. We had a poster. <laughs> no, no, we did a lot of drinking. Like, it was, it'd be like, yo, I swear to God, like, it'd be like Tuesday. Uh-huh. Finish class, come upstairs. Yo, what we doing? I don't know. All right, we're going to go to the liquor store. Like, that was it. Like, it was just yeah. like, and then and there was like a poster that he had and at the beginning of the semester, he's like, yo, we're going to drink every every bottle on that poster. Oh, my goodness. And we did. Like, we drank. Not in one night, thank God. But, like, we drank everything on that poster. Like, poor liver. No, it was a trooper. Like, it was it was just like, yo, like, and, you know, uh, it made me a connoisseur of alcohol in a way. Because I, mm. I kind of knew, you know, like, what I, what, what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, but, yeah, we would just be like. So I clicked with him and he was just like super um, charismatic. Like I, mm-hmm. I watched him. I kind of watched the older guys, mm. tried to emulate them a little bit and always got caught, always got, yeah, like, you know, just thinking that I could do what they could do and 
nah, it didn't, it didn't always work out like that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, one of the funniest stories I have is, is my freshman year, and, you know, you get introduced to creeping. Mm. In my time, and, you know, creeping. Like in my day. Yeah, like, you know, you just, you go around, and you start knocking on doors, hey, what's up, what y'all doing? What you doing? Here? <laughs> I can't! You know what I'm saying? And you kind of peek at it. Oh, what's up? What you doing? And um, there was this this guy. Um, his name was was Nate, and mm. he was like the basketball star of my school. Mm-hmm. So I walked into this one room, and Nate is there. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, oh my bad. And I'm not gonna lie, like he's the basketball star. He was like yeah. six, six five. Oh, why? I'm not competing with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I you know, it, it is what it is. I, I know where I know where I'm supposed to go. So I say, yo, Nate, my fault. I'm out. Yeah. So I'm walking down the stairs. I run into somebody in the hallway. And we talk for like 10 minutes, right? And I'm going down the stairs and I went, I went to the fifth floor, and then I worked my way to the third floor. Um, I go to third floor and I'm like, yo, oh, I know where I know where I'm gonna go. Boom. I go, knock at the door, peek my head in, Nate's there. I'm like, how did Nate beat me down the stairs? I was like, yo, I had people crying the next morning, mm-hmm. crying because literally they were like, yo, yeah, that's Nate. They were like, oh, Nate did that to me a couple times. Like, I was just like, yo, but how does he do it? <laughs> Shapeshifter. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> does he know like a, does, is it like a wall? He knows like a secret passage to get. Yes. Yeah, it was like, it was one of the most incredible things I ever witnessed. Like, it was like yeah, <laughs> you it was still don't know the phenomenon. You know, and that was, that was like 20 some years ago. And it's still like, I'm like, yo, like, how the hell did he do that? Like, He's right here. Hey, come yeah. on <laughs> I died, right? <laughs> Yo, if they really walked out, I'd be like this. <laughs> That's it. Funeral right here on the show. <laughs> Yo, straight up though. Like, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, there's like a bunch of like, you know, like little stories. Um, one of my favorite early experiences was uh, Owen, I credit a lot of these experiences from because me and him were together mm. on a lot of them together when we went to school together um we were he so i was like yo we out we going to providence and i'm like where like like I, and i'm like providence i don't even know where providence is like mm-hmm. i just heard of it because of biggie's basketball and so um <clears throat> they're just like yo we're going to providence so i'm like i've never been i've never been like i, I don't live right. in the new hampshire so now we're going to another, another a new state. Bet. Let's go. Yeah. Boom. We jet. We go. We drive all the way down to Providence. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having some party on campus. We end up going to some girls' room or whatever. And they're like, yo, we're gonna have our own party here. So I'm the youngest person. I'm the youngest. I'm a teenager, and these guys are like young adults. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bet. I'm like, oh shit, like this is gonna be dope. So mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there just chilling, like, okay. Um 
So they they like, yo, we're gonna go to the store, we'll be right back. So we're there just chilling, talking. Um, and I'm a I was underage drinking, y'all. It is what it is. I'm, I'm <laughs> handed a beer and I'm talking to the girls there, and they're like, Oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, from New York. They're like, oh wow, really? What's that like? And I'm just like, oh, okay. So I, early on, I'm learning the power of like being from New York, which uh-huh. goes both ways because uh-huh. it goes both ways. Um, and so they come back and they have this big vat, this big Gatorade vat filled with great Kool-Aid. Shout out to Kool-Aid. And, uh, <laughs> listen, great Kool-Aid is awesome. And um, Mm-hmm. And so, and then they pull out this bottle, and it wasn't even a big bottle. It was like this big, and it was clear. And I'm like, "What is that? Like vodka or something? Like what is that?" They're like, "No, this is Everclear." Oh yeah, yeah. And they poured the whole bottle into this big bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm handed a cup, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, just drink it. Don't worry." So I drink it, and. I lose parts of the night. Mm. Um, I don't, you know, that's, it starts getting foggy. At one point, I remember um, handing Owen a cup of this shit. And he's like, Mm. what? He's like, yo, what is this? I was like, just drink it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Super assertive. And and he loses, like, we all have, like, blocks of memory that. Damn. Yeah, Everclear, that's just 300 proof. So we just. Is it? Damn. Yeah, it's it's, it's, uh, it's super super. It's strong. It's stronger than one fifty one. I think it was like three hundred proof. Um, yeah, and um, what I what I remember next was I'm on the couch and I'm talking to this girl. Mm-hmm. She's six four. Good God, six four six five. She's like two hundred twenty pounds. Mm. Two thirty. Mm. Baby, um, she's a big girl. Yeah, and we're just sitting there talking, and <clears throat> the next thing I know, we're making out, and I'm like, okay, look at God, yeah, and <laughs> my boy, um, oh man, forget his name, but for this story, we're gonna call him Hakeem. I don't remember. I forget his name just because. He he was part of the clique. It was funny though. It's because it's of the Everclear. You don't. Yeah, know. it's because um, if I if I spoke to Owen, his name would pop right up. Mm. Um, but we so he's right there. So we had this thing where he where if you were talking to a girl that that they just wanted to make fun of you for or whatever, mm-hmm. they'd say they'd be like Zoo. See. Uh-uh. So he starts saying that, and I'm yeah. cracking up because I'm, I'm like drunk and, so, but I'm kissing her. I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Making out with this girl. Now let's see where this goes. Yeah. Um. Then this other dude comes, and he he's like, Hector, bring her into the room. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not down for that. So she starts laughing, and we start yeah. making out a little bit more. And then he's like, yo, stop playing. Bring her into the room. And I'm like, what? Uh, and I just, I start laughing. And then I say, yo, man, leave me alone. And she throws up. Like, 
right on the side. Oh. He just threw up. And I looked over. And I'm just like, oh God. Like, okay. Like, whatever. Um, At least it wasn't in your mouth. That's good. No, no, no. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, then like I went into the room and one of the dudes that I was hanging out with, um, his name was Justin. He was laying on the couch. He had a white beater on. Mm. Uh his pants were like rolled up a little bit for I don't know mm-hmm. what reason. Mm-hmm. He he was a white dude from upstate New York. Um, shout out to him and his family. Uh, but and he had Tim's on, and it was funny because mm-hmm. he was like half off the bed and he, he's got a condom in his hand, he's waving it around like I can't, like it's candy. I can't. <laughs> yo, we went cracking up. We were like, yo, what are you doing? Why are you in the bed like this? He was like, yo. You're being a player hater right now. Like that, that, oh. was, like a, that was like a big thing back then. Cause you know, player hater. Puff Daddy in the family. P uh-huh. Diddy in the family. You know who do it better. Um, I can't believe <laughs> But yeah, uh-uh. he was like, you're being a player hater right now. I'm just like, yeah, shut your ass up. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was a funny night. Like it was, it was definitely a, one of the funnier nights. We had a bunch of funny nights though, man. Yeah. Like, it was. And you may not remember. No, no, no. I remember. I'm just not. I'm not gonna tell. No, there's something you can't. I I think that's important. (laughs) That something gotta stay. Yeah, they just gotta stay where they are. But yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, the the next story I'm gonna tell, but Mm -hmm. I'm gonna let you go, and then I'll tell a story of when me and Owen went to Vermont, and yeah, Mm -hmm. it was. It was yeah. But nah, I feel I mean, like I know that story. Co- college, mm-hmm. I think I, I think I probably told you that one. Mm-hmm. But the listeners, they definitely should hear this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it's a safe story for the most part. But, right. I mean, that's I think that's what was what made college really great because you formed mm-hmm. you formed these long some some of the, some long lasting yeah. relationships from it, um, and. You know, you had like the, it was like the time where you came into your own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember dudes dropping bars of soap into their laundry, and I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "Yo," I was like, "Yo, listen," and I would like show them how to do their laundry because yeah, a lot of people would come to school and they their parents did everything for them. Yeah, and so <clears throat> I remember I taught one guy how to iron his clothes. I believe that, and he was like. Cause I had like did my my pants in like a crease one day. Of course you did. Um, Cause you know, you gotta, you gotta be fly. Fly, uh huh. I knew it. Cutting cutting bread with that shit. You know what I'm saying? I can't fuck with you. Drop it on your lap. You got a sandwich. And um, I ain't fucking with you. <laughs> but nah, it's like you know, just showing people like minor shit or like you know, people. It was just, it was it was it was a dope time. It was definitely yeah. a dope time. She's trying to think, ladies and gentlemen, Cindy Lee Alves is trying to think of a story that That's did safe. not that did not include a gallon of KY. <laughs> <laughs> Just I leader. was pro-lubricant at, at the college. <laughs> I was pro-lubricant. If anybody got a lube experience because of me, <laughs> I did it for you. I did it for you. Um... I was pro, uh, 
I was pro pleasure, right? I talked about sex toys a lot. I, I mm-hmm. put people on to, you know, you go to Spencer's real quick, get a $10 bullet, make it do what it do. Um, <laughs> even though I had to get one every month, that's fine. <laughs> I didn't have money for the expensive things at that point in my life. <laughs> um, it's funny to witness because when you think about it in hindsight, like I I felt really grown as far as experiences, mm-hmm. but like emotional intelligence, yeah, yeah. I still felt like I was a kid in undergrad in terms of like uh, experience of things were. that weren't traumatic. You were a child. <laughs> right I sometimes I'd be forgetting that I was a child um we was doing some hood rat shit it was great so like how you have Everclear Devil Springs was for us it was like uh, 160 proof yeah, no, it was like nine dollars uh, um oh, you oh. know if we was feeling fancy we got Henny and we called it do it fluid well I called it do it fluid um <laughs> But most of the time it was Jesus Jesus because Easy Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, evil not Jesus. everybody had um, fighting, it's funny because I do not enjoy drinking now at all. Um that shit's horrible. It, Alcohol is bad. Like it's nasty. It's so nasty. Yeah. Um like, I enjoy the occasional drink of like whiskey here and there. Right, but, of course. But or but fruity. It's, but it's mixed. Like it's yeah. You know, I put like it, I'm not. Yeah, I'm gonna, no doctor's gonna tell you, yo, you know, to 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 keep to, to keep a healthy immune system, take two shots a day. Not not in this era. Back in the day, they would have been like, here, <clears throat> you know, like it's just, opium. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> opium, heroin. Here, okay. cognac for your kid. Go okay. right here. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um oh which is God. also a fine thing to do but that's different it's we're not, not talking about a fine thing to do it depends on who you ask it we gotta decolonize not, our consumption it's not a fine thing um that's another episode that we might have to come to terms <laughs> with honest, I, I think i think that actually caused like my grandfather's alcoholism being all serious is the cognac that little taste like, like putting it to, to like numb your gums yeah, like that that's you know what I mean like that contribute. I think that's part mm. of it. At least that's you know obviously you get older, but sure you know I feel like I with any substance there's like a we can have a, 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 a contesting with it mm. right because I have feelings around recovery too. Anyway, mm. I don't got any stories. I feel like that's probably because my memory is gone. <laughs> um, because I, I pledged, I pledged my sorority like freshman year, right. so I feel like that plays a significant part in how I was. Mm. Um, and because of EOP, I had a dope ass EOP program when I went to school, so I started the summer before all the other freshmen did. Mm. So everybody felt brand new, and I was like, "Oh no, nah, you want to go to SAC? You can just, you know, go yeah. this way or go here for fried chicken at three in the morning." Um, <laughs> But I did, I did yeah. do a lot of fuck shit. I did, I enjoyed my, my, my Caribbean parties. We had some real official reggae parties. Yo, that's the thing with like Long Island colleges. Like the, the really? Caribbean parties are dope yeah. out there. Like 
I went to a soca party that was yeah. Like, I think it was at Stony Brook. It's it's yeah, always man. Stony Brook. Stony Brook is uh, lit. Like mm-hmm. it was like yeah, that and um SUNY Albany. Those were like I heard. Two, yeah, like SUNY SUNY Albany was like I I went there years later when I transferred to um. No, I went to SUNY Albany when I was out of school. Like I had, but I was like working. And yeah. I was talking to this girl and she invited me up. And yeah, SUNY Albany ruined that that relationship. Oh, uh, is that we blame it on SUNY? <laughs> I definitely blame it on SUNY Albany. <laughs> uh yeah, it was it was like, yeah, it was lit. It was SUNY Albany. I heard about that. SUNY Albany was super lit in like 2003. Ooh, yeah. Super lit, bro. Um, I mean, but but then again, like you, you weren't really the Cindy Lee that we know because in college you were like you weren't. I mean, is it is it safe to say like you weren't? You, oh, you mean my queerness? Yeah, like you weren't gay. You weren't I was. Um, I was an advocate. So like I did the the coming out day, you know, I did coming out day, I did the National Day of Silence, I did those kind of things. I had friends who were queer and... Did you do that because maybe you always knew or maybe maybe England? Maybe. Um, I always was like anti, like... I don't want to say anti-bullying, but anti-bullying. So like anything that felt like an oppression, Mm -hmm. I was about. So it it might be that because I was always Mm -hmm. questioning and I would go to like queer workshops and do my anonymous question and be like, oh, (laughs) you know, I remember one was like, can I be bisexual if I never fucked, like if I never had sex with a girl, right? Like still Mm -hmm. not understanding that identity and behavior is different. Um, I think undergrad gave that exposure. Mm. But we also all were young because when I spoke, I remember speaking to some of my sorority sisters, like, I think, and they're like, nah, girl, you liked it too much, right? Because I always talked about sex. And so they attributed that to not being queer. And it's funny because my first like serious, serious boyfriend, I met him when I was a senior. Um, And I feel like he helped me come out, right? Because he's the only one that I talked to. He was like, oh, Nah, you know, like very uh, affirming in that way, right? And then uh, I didn't come out until I was with him in grad school. So I was around, but I wasn't around. And I was going to Pride because New York, that's just what you did as a New Yorker um, that had friends with queer folks. So I am. It's Undergrad Cindy Lee was very different Uh, in terms of like impulse. I think uh, I was very angry. I was very loud. Mm. And I, I didn't want to really talk to anybody but the people that I fucked with. And I made that really, really apparent. Uh, <laughs> especially because I, I, I pledged a sorority that wasn't like a divine nine, that wasn't, uh, or a, a NALFO, like that wasn't a Latin organization or anything like that. I, I pledged an organization that was local and multicultural. And I felt like that played a part too because of uh, it. It felt I don't know. I everything felt like a front to me. Mm. Everything was fronting. I think I learned. I started learning that that's how people move. That people have an outside life and an inside life. Mm. Um, 
and it, it didn't feel logical to me. So I, I, I think about that in terms of fraternities and sororities because mm. I pledged my organization for a number of reasons, but one of them is that they didn't beat you, right? Like I won't say they didn't haze uh, because I did have uniforms and shit like that. And I did like march and things, but I it wasn't- pictures. I huh? need pictures, I need pictures. I have pictures, I got you, I, I got pictures. you. I got like one. <laughs> one or two pictures um it makes me mad because every time I see it I see my bun because you were supposed to have your hair in a bun and I didn't realize that my bun was a little to the right because I was doing it and then um I was a five in a line of seven so my seven shout out to my sore Lisa she's when they finally told me that my hair was crooked because I didn't know I was mad at her I was like you behind me all day yeah. you couldn't tell me it's off kilter <laughs> but whatever that's that was on me because i don't look in the mirror for things um oh my god but yeah i was i was at the tail end anyway but like the hazing part you know folks will front and now i realize they front for different reasons because there's like national laws and things that are spoken and unspoken but i used to be like i used to be really mad that people would come to me like behind closed doors and tell me how they respect the way that I talk about organizational things, but they would also be like, but I could never say that in public because I'm a part of like this other organization. Um, But I think sorority life and me getting to be an RA like the last year (laughs) is what helped me kind of navigate that that code switch life kind of navigate how to give a particular persona that works in certain settings okay um but it also helped me come out my shell more and talk more and be nice I was not nice (laughs) (laughs) and I was a little I feel like I was a little bit more approachable when they saw me talk because before I would just have my face and my face is very I don't I have like resting bitch face I guess um I can believe it so I think those things shifted me the things I did for fun they were just they were fun they were good times I miss (laughs) we had a red lobster I miss the cheddar biscuits I miss the diner um Ladies and gentlemen, if it seems like she's leaving some stuff out, it's because yeah. she is. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. Um, it's not all. It's not because y'all. I'm not good at telling stories because I'm not sure what is. What was real? No, not what was real. I wasn't on those kind of drinks until later. <laughs> um, nothing is real, actually, but. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That's another conversation. College (laughs) matrix theories. (laughs) Right? The one kid who's got a 1.8 GPA trying to be all philosophical. I mean, speaking of white kids, I think college was my first experience at looking at different judgments that I might have had around drugs and also around like privileges because the most potheadish pothead, like the most like I never saw a dude without some type of thing. I never saw him do work. I never saw him go to class or anything. Mm-hmm. And then 
he graduated with honors, right? To show these different dynamics is what I appreciated about college because you believe or like society had me believe that certain things, Mm -hmm. if done out in the open like that, would keep you in a particular place. And that's when I saw that certain people didn't always have that, right? So that you could be this person that looks wild to me in my judgment or whatever, Mm -hmm. but they still had honors and was seen as successful and then left college to be mm-hmm. whatever's main like whatever's mainstream so it's yes. really interesting to take a look at that mm-hmm. I appreciate Stony Brook for a lot of the access that I got to things right. um and I know I could have did more if I if I knew what was available or if I was present to that um, cause there were folks that were mentors, but I never felt mentored by them. I felt like they were mentoring other folks. Right. So that's why like when my nieces went to college, I would tell them these particular things because I knew regardless of the fun fuck shit, I felt like I was doing everything by myself. Yeah. So like, I wish I would have did like a <clears throat> study abroad or I would have connected yeah. with faculty that mm-hmm. did shit that I was into. But the, that shit didn't exist for me. And then I just focused on the social pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I just did school and completed it. Because notice we talk about fun times, but we not really talk about studies. I feel like I did what needed to get done. But my focus was, what are we doing with the organization? And what kind of fuck shit are we doing from Thursday to Sunday, mm-hmm. basically? I don't know. I never. I probably should have took it a little bit more serious, but school was easy for me. School was, and it got easier in college because in college is when like the internet really started to become right. a thing for me, yeah. like in part of my generation. So like, you know, like I didn't really have an email address until I got to college. Mm, okay. And so when, when, you know, like it just, it just became easier and it was just like answers were just there or, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It just kind of, the, the work was easy. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that hard. Um, I think there were, I think it was like managing relationships was like, mm. the thing, you know what I mean? Or, or like managing myself or managing mm. you know like like really you know like I'm, I'm in school with people and you know I look back <clears throat> and I was like homeless for like my first year didn't even realize it because yeah. I had realized like I had like moved all my stuff out of the place where I was staying at um the foster home I was staying I had moved it all out and then really, like, I moved it to my grandmother's house. Yeah. And really didn't have a plan. I was just like, I'm going to go away to college. And when I get back, I'll figure it out. And, yeah. Um, you know, shout out, you know, shout out to her. I mean, and she rest in peace. Because mm-hmm. um, she was like, yo, you can stay with me. Like, what? I thought that's why you moved your stuff here. And I was like, Aww. no, I, I just moved there because I was trying, I had to get out of there. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um. You know, it was just a lot of different dynamics that, mm-hmm. you know, like every everyone had normalcy. And I mm. really, you know, but out up there, I got to have a little bit of normal. 
So those yeah. are the things that I kind of, that's why I, I loved about college. Mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of, so my, sec, my second college was Manhattanville. Mm, okay. And um, I had found out about it through a neighbor, um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, a sister of uh, a dude that, because it was like this, these, the neighbor that he it was like a, he had a sister who went there, and I was just like, you know what, that seems like a pretty good, good place. I read up on it. They had a scholarship. Boom, I got in there. Yeah. And foster care was still footing the bill because I, I hadn't turned twenty one yet. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> I went there, and Manhattanville wasn't wasn't the same as as Hester. Like it was bigger, but it was also what what I what I loved about New Hampshire was they raised there wasn't a lot of racism like there really? was no it wasn't um, <clears throat> Manchester to this day I I've had so many interracial couples um, mm. I mean it's it's a it's a wild place believe it or not. But it was, but it was like super accepting. Like it didn't mm. matter where the hell you from. Like you got, oh, you're from New York. That's dope. Mm, want mm -hmm. beer or you want want you know you trying to hit yeah. the bottle? Like it was, it was you know. And of course, like the northern you went, you kind of got some looks. But it was, I don't, you know, it might have been because we were black and brown, or it might have just been because no one comes through this town. And who the hell are these guys? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, I mean, who knows? I don't care to, you know it really didn't matter to dissect it yeah but i will say that i've been called a nigger more times in new york than ever, mm. anywhere else in the in the in the country really <laughs> to keep mm -hmm. it a buck um yeah. and you know i in in the handbill i felt the segregation and the racism um i believe that you no know, because it's we, at the cusp we threw we threw a party <laughs> mm-hmm and the party got broken up and mm -hmm. we all got caught. I ended up having to rake the president's lawn. Everyone else didn't have to do nothing. Really? And my and everyone in my in my dorm was white. I should, it was like literally me, my roommate was white. Yeah. The, the room, all of my roommates were white. And you know, like they, you know, like. And I was I was living in the Bronx. I would go home on the weekends because it's just a train ride home. But there was like you know like you could kind of feel it like you know they would say some things sometimes and kind of look at me and I look at them like you know like yo don't say that no more. Or I yeah. And I just laugh like yo like like if you why would you say that here you know take take a ride with me and then you're gonna you say that in a different place you know what i mean like, yeah it was just different um yeah it was just it, it wasn't it wasn't i met really good people um there was a there was a younger kid there because by the time i went there i was i was like two or three years older than people right I was that plays a part mm -hmm. so but everybody that I was cool with were like freshmen. They were they did kiap and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and this dude like uh, my man Sean, shout out to him wherever he's at. Um, he was just like me and him were like really tight. Um, 
we uh, remember there was like a Thanksgiving where my grandmother was sick and I was like, yo, I got to go make sure she's okay. He was like, yo, you know, after you get, you do that, like you come to my house if you want. And I was like, wow, like, yeah, like, no one ever did that. And I never, yeah. I didn't go, but just the thought like that made us like, that was like, you know, he, that's like my brother. Like, I don't care where, wherever I see him at, like, yeah. uh, that's like my brother from another um and so like you know that though I've met like good people there Mm -hmm. um I kind of kind of had met someone that I I probably could have dated but we never did Mm -hmm. just because I was just on some other shit at Mm -hmm. that time um that's just my life too I mean I think my my wife is like the probably the one woman that I actually dated that I kind of almost didn't date and it was Mm. just like yeah fuck it like I'm gonna I'm gonna see where this goes Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean it was different it also showed me like you know it was like the bigger school versus the smaller school which Mm. is a little bit more intimate where we all knew each other and yeah it was cool um in in Manhattanville it was just different it was just a different vibe yeah and as much as I tried to make it a thing, it just wasn't the same. Like my my better experiences were at Hester for sure. <clears throat> I mean, like, you know, just getting into like uh there was obviously the last story that I'll tell mm-hmm. <laughs> was the was the Vermont trip, right? So mm. at that time. My boy Jose, he's living in. So Jose was Owen's best friend, mm-hmm. right? He was his best friend for. They grew up together or whatever, and they were like best friends for a minute. <clears throat> and we end up he's staying with this girl up in up in Vermont, but they're like living together or whatever. They later they later end up breaking up mm-hmm. for whatever reason, but. We're up there and we're like, okay, it's like winter break, boom, we're heading to New York, but we're first, we're going to go up to Vermont mm-hmm. and then come down to New York. It's, that's the logic. It's great logic. Sure. You know, go north and then head down. So we go to this club, <clears throat> we go to this club in Vermont and it's, it's a regular club, you know, we're in there drinking, we're having fun, um, I was trying to match this one, this one white chick, and she was like really older. And she was like, she was like, yo, you're way too young. Like, you gotta loosen up. And I'm like, how loose do you want me to be? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know like what you want me to do. Uh so she ended up, like, we ended up he so Owen mm-hmm. <laughs> starts macking the coat, the coat girl, the coat check girl, mm-hmm. right? Who was cute? She was a cutie. Yeah. He's macking her the whole time. At the end of the night, Jose's like, yo, I'm gonna head home. I was like, yo, we're gonna head to this girl's house. So I'm mm, like, bet. Okay. I'm like, bet. We out. Mm-hmm. We drive like 45 minutes. Um, I'm not gonna say shout out to Vermont. Y'all need more road lights because it's dark as hell on them roads. I that hope it's better now. It is not safe at all. Um Y'all should be ashamed of yourself. Um, but, you know, you guys were the first state to, to acknowledge 
the you know free slaves so <laughs> like get it together y'all but uh anyway um <laughs> so we get to the house there's a bunch of kids in the living room mm-hmm. drinking tequiza remember tequiza oh wow mm-hmm. <laughs> they're drinking tequiza and they're watching cartoons and i look at owen and i'm just like oh god and we get to we get there and there's only there's only there's two two other chicks and i'm mm-hmm. just like oh god like damn like all right so i see the it whatever so i kind of start macking one of them but then i'm like realizing i'm like so once i find out her age i'm like nah i'm good um she just it just wasn't like i don't know i just didn't feel comfortable macking a 60 year old in vermont and yes. so yeah i was just like nah um and she was like how old are you and i was like yeah, i'm 18 she's like oh you're, that's fine that's nothing um, and i'm like no no that's no, not no 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 no. <laughs> no there's a color disparity no it's not cool so <laughs> we, statutes and so, stuff so one thing leads to another we head to the basement and i don't know mm-hmm. why we head to the basement i think it's because the the, the birthday boy mm. it was somebody's birthday it's his kid and we head to the basement and we just start talking we're, we're drinking and we're sitting there talking and owen's macking the girl the cold check girl he's still macking her um everybody's talking and then somehow the the, the conversation talks goes to drugs and people start talking about like shrooms mm-hmm. and, and all types of psychedelics and all types. So me being a innocent, me being the sarcastic asshole that I am, consistently, um, <laughs> consistently, mm-hmm. uh, I go, hey, who in here has tried crack? <laughs> oh, oh, and I'm like, you I didn't expect at, that response. I looked at Owen when six of the kids turned out to be crackheads. I looked at him. I was like, I looked at him. I gave him the look, like, "Yo, we gotta get out of here." I um, one person shared a story about blowing three thousand dollars in Philadelphia on crack. Um, one girl said that she was she had tried it once, but she was so high on heroin that she didn't realize feel it. She didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, another person talked about how when she tried it um she didn't she didn't feel anything Mm -hmm. um so she she took two more and then next thing she knows she was like giving head to somebody for like the last hit or whatever oh um there were just the birthday boy goes into this really hyper description of how to cook crack Mm -hmm. um and i'm just there like I'm uncomfortable now because I'm just like, you know, I got my own shit with See what crack. happens? With crack. And I just asked the wrong question. Right? I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, yo, like I, I'm not, I'm not with this. I'm 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 definitely not talking to any of these girls because they yeah. smoked crack before and I'm yeah. not like that. And um Owen is just like really trying to mack this girl. Mm-hmm. So one by one, so oh no, so then the birthday boy's mom comes down. Mm-hmm she's a really big woman she's like 300 pounds mm-hmm. and then the father jumps out <laughs> he's got this baggy wife beater 
-hmm. He weighs like 90 pounds. <laughs> I'm like, he's got a shotgun. He's like, freeze, motherfuckers. And we're just like, I'm just like, how did you get there? I just, I, and I keep looking at Owen, but Owen is insistent upon trying to bang this girl. I'm just going to mm -hmm. say what it is. So I just gay. I'm just at this point, I'm just like, yo, like, I'm going to die in this house in Vermont or whatever. And it's whatever. This is, this is how it ends. So I, I'm just drinking and I'm just in the corner. I'm just like, yo. And then they start talking about how the porcelain dog talks to them when they smoke and i'm like okay about, i said it sounds about right mm -hmm. does he speak english and then he's, mm. they're like yeah yeah he speaks english and i'm just like okay cool whatever yeah you guys are gonna kill me anyway so i might as well just get something off out of this so, but look at you now <laughs> so so the end of the night comes and find out we find out that the birthday girl I mean, that the, the birthday boy and the co-check girl used to date. Mm. And <laughs> we, so the only reason we left is because the co-check girl said she was going to sleep with the birthday boy. Like, she's going to sleep with him because she knows him and she didn't know Owen. So Owen was like, nah, you got to take us home. So she was like, okay, cool. I'll take you home. So she drove us. I don't know where that, I just, I fell asleep in the car because I was just mm -hmm. like, yo, you know what? They may just drop us off in the woods somewhere. So fuck it. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, we get to the house and I remember, I remember we get out the car and at that time what was hot was we had the, I had brought the bootleg Nas tape of, of I am mm. it had bootlegged it heavy so yeah. before I am even came out on CD yeah they had the mixtape or they had the tape rather and I had that I had brought it and I had gave it to Owen I was mm. like yo he, he had traded me something for whatever I gave it to him and we um we get out the car we get up the stairs to Jose's house and he goes oh, man, I left my Nas tape in there. He goes, run down the stairs. I said, man, fuck that Nas tape. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And I stormed up the stairs. I just went to sleep. I woke up the next morning and we started. We we laughed about the story, but I was mm -hmm. tight. I was tight initially. But we oh, laughed. I know. We I were know. cracking up. Though. It was like, yo, like porcelain dogs talking and young kids smoking crack and it, it was it was i'm just glad y'all made it alive oh man i thought we were gonna die there no seriously See? i, we I gonna, believe you thought we were gonna be murdered there like yeah like, okay you know we're gonna do these drugs and then we're gonna kill you um <laughs> just like yo um but yeah that that was the vermont story and that was like the story i mean it it, it, it ages well mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's full body Mm. Um, <laughs> you know I love me a full body. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean that was that was. I mean, there's plenty of other stories, but I think the two that I told were the the safest ones to tell. Mm. Um, just you know, just I have, I I have to change names and other stuff. It, it just you know, 
I, I have to get clearance to tell some of those other yeah. stories. And, uh, you know, but, you know, the, college was a great time and I, I would never change anything from it. It was a beautiful time. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of great people. Um, you know, shout out to Owen, shout out to Jose, shout out to Kathy Bickford, who was really cool. The whole cool, government. Cool white chick. No, she was, I mean, you can't say her name without saying the, the government, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I can never just call her Kathy. Mm-hmm. I, like, even when I talked to her, I'm like, hey, what's up, Kathy Bickford? And she just, I fucking that's how, yo, that's how we all call her. Like, all, yeah. all of us called her. Um, we just, yeah, that's what we call it. Call it Kathy Pickford. And we'd be like, how you doing, Kathy Pickford? And I, I might say like cat in short later, but normally, like if I say bye, I'd be like bye, Kathy Pickford. And she'd be like, bye, bye, Hector. <laughs> she told me one time, I, you know, she's like, you know, you don't have to say my whole name. And I'm like, I like saying the whole name. <laughs> <laughs> it goes, man. Um, you know, shout out to our whole crew, man. Shout out to the the, the, the Hesser alumni mm. that may hear this. Um, shout out to the Manhattanville alumni. Um, nah, man, it was college was a, a great experience, and I mm-hmm. never take it back. And that's all I have for tonight. Mm. <laughs> what's one What's one take home message you'll give to someone listening to these? Uh, elder millennial gen x college stories what is one thing you'd like to uh, one piece of advice uh like learn how to do your laundry and learn how to like <laughs> those are important when you get to college and mm-hmm. and 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 you know uh meal card money mm. learn how to ration that out because yeah. if you don't you end up doing some strange things to eat to eat see those are the stories people were wanting to listen to (laughs) (laughs) you know but yeah what you do for a sprite remix well that's that's my era yeah yeah (laughs) and nothing i didn't do anything for a sprite Sprite remix was delicious they gave us cases of that shit Yeah, nah, I, you know, just just live, just live your life. Enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy, enjoy being young because before you know it, you know, you're telling stories like it's like it's 20 years, you know, that and it's 20 years have passed, and you're like, wow. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it, but yeah, you know, 20 it's, years pass and you got no hair, you I got bad it. knees, dissolvable uh stitches in your mouth. And, and oh, I'm gonna my stitches. <laughs> you know, you got all types of, you know, you're, you're talking about whether you should eat more fiber or like, <laughs> yeah, you know, eating healthy, watching your car. Psyllium husk. Get your psyllium husk. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> just live your life, man. Live it while your metabolism is still fast. <laughs> I ain't fucking with you. <laughs> Fuck metabolism. Uh, <laughs> Fuck half ass boys knocking at your door trying to be like, what y'all doing? Fuck all that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. No, don't <laughs> fuck all that. That's I mean, I would say, hmm, 
stay present have fun i would document mm -hmm. right like document shit keep shit for your archive enjoy that shit and I know that's yeah. the time, I mean, in my experience, that's the time that a lot of people fuck for fuck's sake, but find out yeah. what feels good, because that, like, jackhammer in a kind of fucking pink cookies in a plastic bag, like, <laughs> it's not, it's not the move. Um, <laughs> it's not the move. <laughs> And get consent about your storytelling so that you can tell these stories without ruining marriages. Hopefully nothing that will happen. And hopefully, um, you know, porcelain dogs don't talk to you without consent. I think that's the biggest take. They don't need consent. <laughs> they live rent free up here. <laughs> that's live. a whole other episode. <laughs> who, who talks to you? Who talks back? <laughs> hey, listen. Which say, inanimate objects? Say to no to crack. <laughs> don't do crack. <laughs> please. Don't do crack. Please don't do things that don't um, do crack. <laughs> cause you to speak to porcelain dogs. Don't do crack. <laughs> I know I keep saying it to you, but don't smoke crack. <laughs> don't. Don't smoke crack. Please I would even crack. say don't drink Everclear. Don't drink <laughs> high proof cirrhosis in a bottle. <laughs> Devil Springs. Don't do it. Oh but God. have fun. But have don't, fun. you know. Have fun. Live your life. Have fun. Find your people. Keep your people. people. Nourish your people. Yeah. Word. And 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 say no to, to whack ass. Yes. That's it. And don't smoke crack. And don't smoke crack. <laughs> the, more <laughs> the more you Thanks, know. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Tune in next time <laughs> for what the oh, war on drugs did to Nancy our Reagan. generation. Nancy Reagan. Thanks. She rolled over in the grave. Like See, I, I mean, told you. She can. <laughs> so took her bitch ass husband. Roll, tumble, I don't give a oh, fuck. No. <laughs> yeah, I know people might feel a way. Is that treason? Fuck that. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. My people I know. know. I know. My I know. people know. Listen, I'm not touching. Listen, we can talk about that another show. I want to keep it just on college. <laughs> college? Yes. Just on college. Use the Everclear to burn the system down, y'all. This is Cindy Lee, the host of Sex on Show. Hey, don't smoke it down, though. Don't smoke it down. Don't smoke it down. Mm -mm. Don't smoke it down. Listen, mm -mm. cou couches are heavier now, man. You don't want to put that on yeah. your back. You're trying to sell it. Oh, I ain't fucking with you. <laughs> no, and it's I'm, not the same. And I'm just heck of just another podcast. Yes. But definitely enjoy your life and enjoy the years. And yeah, you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah, have a have great fun. Night. Yes. Have a great night. Have a great day tomorrow. Have a great everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Talk to y'all soon. See y'all next week. Deuces. Shimmies. Don't fake orgasms. Don't fake orgasms. <laughs> <laughs>